time for ACC Football and Beyond for this Tuesday, April 14th. Uh, brought to you by our great friends at 401k Generation. I am Chris Landry. Got a few things to get to today. We'll talk around uh, folks around uh, the league and kind of what's going on with uh, their recruiting. Uh, some transfer news. We'll get into some potential breakout players. Uh, this upcoming season and kind of see uh, where they are, what they're doing, what are their thoughts on potentially having a season or how much in danger, all of that to get to. As I mentioned, this podcast is brought to you by our great folks uh, at 401k Generation, Eddie Rojas and his staff. If you've got a business or are you an individual and you're looking for some help, be it the 401k, IRA, what should you do with your money, uh, how do you handle it during this very difficult, um, volatile time in a down market? They can help you with that information, plus a lot more. They're the experts. Uh, that's why in this type of world, we we need to focus more on the opinions and the beliefs of those who are experts in what they work on. And these are, we've got to listen to our medical experts, right? Certainly want to listen to our financial experts on what and how to handle our situations. How do you do it? Well, you just simply give them a call or a text at 1-866-998-5879. You can find out more about 401k Generation on LandryFootball.com. Just go there on the left, uh, just a little bit down. Um, You see 401k Generation. Click on that link. It'll take you to a uh, website where you can find out more about them and send them information if you want to. Um, but give them a call. Just see what they're all about. See if it's something that might be able to help you. And uh, we think it would. Get a second opinion, a first opinion, whatever the case may be. They're licensed in all 50 states. So give them a call today. Again, one 998 5879 It's also a time to remind you that if you are looking to brand yourself or your business we can absolutely help you do that just go to landryfootball.com hit contact chris drop us a line let us know uh, a little bit about what you're perhaps looking to do we can uh, get in touch with you we'll do that very quickly and uh, certainly um, see how to make it a work uh, work between us and uh, we certainly can help you promote your business brand what you're trying to brand so give us a uh, drop us a line and we will absolutely get in touch with you to get this podcast as well as the pro football podcast each and every weekday sign up for landry football's conference call and you can do that wherever you sign up for podcasts landryfootball.com is where you get all the latest insights into the pro and college game everything from recruiting to the draft um Right now, we're focusing a lot. The college game on recruiting that's going on, but mainly our focus, my focus, has been on the draft, which is going to be a week from this Thursday. So make sure that you check that out. We've got, for example, uh, what we think is the most interactive and best way to understand and follow the draft process by looking at what a true NFL draft board looks like. We'll have that for you. 
so you can look at a true NFL draft board, see how players are graded, and then you can listen to NFL-style scouting reports. Um, that's the unique part of what we can provide that others can't, just some names that are on a list that's just some fantasy football version. This gives you a real scouting evaluation uh, from over 30 years' experience, scouting experience in the league. So check it out today. All right, let's get into some news. And, uh, by the way, it, uh, our scouting season offer will get you over a 50% discount. So check that out today. Make sure that you take advantage of that uh, without question. It's less than $5 a month. So you don't want to miss that. Well, what's going on around the league? A lot of folks are concerned. I can tell you talking with some executives around college football, administrators, they're very concerned, very concerned financially what this is going to do. And and they're projecting. There's not a lot. The NCAA tournament was a huge loss financially. Uh, The spring sport is is not um, a loss financially. What they're concerned about is projecting out what could happen. And you're wondering what they're doing. They're, they're planning for all the scenarios. A shortened season, um, getting ready for an entire season. Um, God forbid there is no season, you know, a, a season that's pushed back. The, the financial difficulty, uh, certainly a lot of the revenue brought in by college athletics is derived from attendance. Yes, there's a lot of college football money as well. But the NFL is more driven by the TV money, um, meaning the percentage of money, the percentage of revenue really comes in from the TV. It's a larger percentage than does college football. Therefore, having not having a season would be a very difficult proposition. And, you know, financially, and what it could mean certainly for non-revenue sports that potentially would cost, um, and, and it's not so much people will look at the money that it costs, to operate non-revenue sports are tremendous. And one of the things that you could absolutely see, <clears throat> pardon me, as a result of this financial strife would be a um, a reduction of sports, men's and women's sports, the non-revenue sports. Now, how would it affect, you know, the major sports, and certainly as it relates to football? It certainly could affect if you had to go in and make adjustments to your staffs. Uh, We see a um, large um, amount of staffs now being placed with assistants and whatnot. Um, There could be a reduction in that regard. Uh, The biggest money spender, however, is the travel and everything associated with these non-revenue sports. So, I think you could see a lot of impact. I think you could see impact on the sport of football at at major programs um, more than others. You could see some of it um, uh, 
so I think that, um, you know, if you look at um, the whole process, everybody's trying to do their own thing. Louisville, for example, is going to have forced pay cuts across their athletic departments to make up for more than $2 million in lost revenue related to um, uh, the coronavirus. Now, it, it, it pay cuts include Scott, the head coach, Scott Satterfield, will lose – 325000 of his $3.25 million annual salary, which comes out to actually 10%. The athletic director, Vince Tyra, has also taken a 10% pay cut and foregoing his bonuses. Surely other cuts are coming. Uh, this is at Louisville, at an, an ACC-level school. You're probably going to see this in in, uh, in some cases um, uh, around the conference and around the country. Um, you know, it, everyone's looking at different issues. You know, Notre Dame obviously has got that game. I just can't imagine uh, that game in Ireland. Um, the the travel that it takes to go to Dublin, it's things are going to have to go off, um, going to have to change dramatically uh, before I could see that game coming off. We'll, we'll see, but uh, on the television side of things, it just – that's supposed to be with the kickoff game and college game day. I, I would say this, that even if we go forward with a college football schedule, that that game is probably in jeopardy. Now, could they perhaps, is it too late to perhaps play that game? Um, you know, maybe play it at, um, uh, you know, on, on the mainland. Could you maybe do that? I think they probably need to explore that or – just drop the game altogether. In essence, um, we're not going to play it. Um, it's not going to factor into the national, um, you know, situation. So I, I just don't see having a game like that um, across the continent uh, necessarily working um, into the to the current circumstances that we have. Just talking with some coaches about what they're doing, and a lot of it's focused on virtual meetings with their players, uh, virtual coaching staff meetings, and a lot of recruiting. Uh, lots of recruiting calls. It's the one thing you can do, and it's the one thing that with the video conferences and things today, you can have a lot of virtual meetings and discussions, and certainly uh, you see a lot of improvements being done in terms of how people go about uh, getting their uh, recruiting house in order, and you're seeing a lot of uh, progress payment. Miami's having a really good recruiting class. Um, uh, you're seeing, um, uh, you know, North Carolina off to a really good start. So impressive, um, you know, uh, recruiting classes that are, are underway at this point around the conference and around the country. All right, let's get into some news around uh, the conference uh, this week. Some transfer news. Former Notre Dame redshirt junior wide receiver Michael Young has transferred to Cincinnati as a graduate. He entered the transfer portal back in October after appearing in just three games for the Fighting Irish in October. Because he appeared in just those three contests, he's able to call the 2019 campaign a redshirt season. He has two years of eligibility remaining for the Bearcats. Fast wideout is going to have a reunion with Mike Denbrock, the offense coordinator of Cincinnati, who originally recruited Young when he signed with Notre Dame 
should be at least in the rotation for the Bearcats and can be one of their <clears throat> top targets for Desmond Ritter, quarterback. Former Florida Atlantic redshirt senior defensive back Miko Dotson is transferred to Florida State. As a graduate, Dotson, 5'11", 195, started out uh, his career with Georgia Tech before opting for the JUCO route, ultimately moving on to Florida Atlantic. This past season, he tied for the FBS in interceptions with nine picks, 30 tackles. Um, this is an upgrade and a help to Florida State. Mike Norvell and crew, it's a graduate transfer that can play immediately once the season gets underway. Uh, Boston College. I think is a strong potential landing spot for Michigan redshirt junior wide receiver Tariq Black. Black entered the transfer portal back in December. We haven't heard much about his recruitment. Um, the 6'3", 215-pound wideout could be headed to BC. A talented wideout really would be a big-time addition. With A.J. Dillon off to the NFL, this guy could be a playmaker right away that could help him move the change a bit. And former Miami redshirt junior tight end Brian uh, Polandy has transferred to Colorado State as a graduate. Big, uh, lanky 6'6", 240. Three-star prospect out of Denton, Texas, was considered one of the top 20 tight end prospects in the 17 recruiting class. Played in 14 games over the last three seasons. Used primarily as a blocker. Catching only one pass for 14 yards in his Miami career. is expected to have two seasons of eligibility remaining. Florida State also getting a commitment from Baylor Redshirt Junior defensive end linebacker Deontay Williams uh, on uh, Wednesday, just a little, uh, almost a week ago. Didn't play at all last season. Uh, son of former Seminole Alfonso Williams, he was medically cleared to return to football in January. Entered his name, entered his name in the transfer portal. Expected to be the newest addition. Will help out that hybrid defensive end linebacker position. Uh, called the Fox position and Adam Fuller's new scheme there. And uh, former Central Florida redshirt junior tight end Jonathan McAllister entered the NCAA transfer portal. He revealed in, uh, revealed in January that he's been medically disqualified by Central Florida's doctors due to, con due to concussions concerns. Uh, it would appear that he's received a second opinion. And um, the redshirt junior initially signed with Notre Dame as a three-star defensive lineman recruit before transferring to Central Florida last year. Caught one pass. Um, he'll be moving on as a graduate, allowing him immediately to be eligible with the next team he signs with, assuming he gets the thumbs up on the health front. We talked about the impact in recruiting and don't know um, if it has something to do. And I have a little bit of a philosophy that with kids not visiting as much, it's helping a little bit more of the local kids, meaning local kids wherever local is for you as a college program. And really impressed with what North Carolina is doing right now. Um, they have uh, four, the most four-star commitments in the 2021 cycle. Now, it's early, but we've seen North Carolina put together a really good recruiting class. And now off to another good one. You feel like there's a chance for it to potentially – sustain itself they've got um uh they've got 10 four-star recruits in the 2021 class they've signed uh nine four-star level prospects so they've already eclipsed that mark uh, in april so that's really good uh, really impressive to see what they've done to this point um florida state received the verbal from three-star center jake slaughter 
this past week. They're getting off, getting the ball rolling a little bit, but um, 6'4", 300-pounders, the frame to step in, play right away. He's one of the best centers in this 2021 recruiting class. Thinks a really good player that could help fairly early. Virginia Tech received the verbal from three-star defensive tackle Tyus Martin. Uh, Kansas, Virginia, and Tennessee were also in the mix. Um, got some early playing time potential. Uh, Jacksonville, Arkansas native. Good blend of size and power. Solid technique. Um, they've not gotten a lot of good prospects at Virginia Tech. So he is a really good player um, and a good get for the Hokies. Uh, uncommitted three-star athlete Jordan Moore is going to announce his college choice uh, coming up here. Uh, and Virginia Tech is in the mix as well. Um, but it looks like he's going to end up going to Duke. We'll see how this plays out. He is um, one of the top 30 players amongst the state of Maryland, went to uh, Loyola uh, Blakeville High School there. Jordan Moore did. Uncommitted four-star corner Tony Grimes is a really impressive-looking player on tape with quick feet, good flexibility, uh, can find and play the ball very was um, play the ball very effectively. The Virginia Beach native. Um, is looking at Clemson, Virginia Tech, in addition to Georgia A&M. Uh, good-looking kid, kind of a Leverett Hall uh, from Michigan uh, prospect uh, type of player. So curious to see where he ends up and um, how it plays out. The the um, Tennessee received a um, a verbal commitment from three-star tight end Rock Taylor. Made his pledge uh, to the Vols after um, uh, looking at schools like Arkansas, South Carolina, Georgia Tech, Memphis. A hybrid player, play near the line of scrimmage, and a really good get for them. And then, um, of course, we mentioned um, uncommitted five-star corner Tony Grimes is uh, definitely a strong Georgia lean. Penn State is in the mix. North Carolina, Clemson as well. Uh those are the, uh, the the schools that are in it for him that uh, kid I was just mentioning is so impressive on tape. And then Sage Ryan, uh, an uncommitted four-star corner, is gearing up to be one of the top corners uh, in the, the cornerback class. Uh, he's getting a look from many of the top schools, including LSU, Clemson, Alabama, uh, considered to be in the lead for him. Um, LSU certainly has had uh, a lot of success. And – Actually, this is a little bit unusual, getting an update here. A text, as I was trying to find out definitively, uh, Jordan Moore, the athlete that I was referring to, has indeed committed to Duke. Mentioned that uh, Virginia, um, Harvard, Princeton, Wisconsin, Syracuse, Boston College, UCLA, Maryland, were all interested in the young man from Towson, Maryland. He is headed to Duke, said that, Academics is really important. Obviously, you look at the schools, the Yale, Harvard, Princeton group, getting a, a player that academic qualifications playing at Duke's really good good for David Cutcliffe and his crew there. Um, in terms of uh, uh, NFL draft discussion, still wondering and still looking at the probability that the best player uh, or the player that will be taken first from the ACC, I still think it's going to be Isaiah Simmons. I guess you would have to throw out Makai Becton. It's going to be one of those two. Um, there's the race for 
the player that's going to be taken first um, in the NFL draft in a week. Isaiah Simmons, just going to be interesting to see who really embraces his hybrid role because he can play in so many different levels and so many different spots. That's where his value truly is. Um, I wanted to jump off a little bit, and we've talked a lot about draft prospects, but I want to jump off and talk about guys that are coming back and how uh, I view them, the guys that are going to be playing this year in college ball. And reminder that if you want to get scouting reports on all of your favorite ACC players, go to LandryFootball.com. Check that out. Check out the draft board. We'll have all that for you. Um, but, you know, really studying and looking, I, I think that Florida State is definitely in a position to have perhaps the best duo of defensive tackles in college football. You know about Marvin Wilson. I talked about him all last fall about how productive, how impactful he was on a team that we know was disappointing, no doubt. And I think Marvin's going to have another outstanding year and is going to be someone we're talking, uh, unless something happens to take a step back or injuries, God forbid, we'll be talking about him very high in the 2021 NFL draft. But the redshirt junior defensive tackle, Corey Durden, who lines up, going to line up alongside of him, 6'5", 312, and the more and more I studied him, is a lot like Marvin Wilson. Powerful, picked up five sacks, uh, but played a lot better. Got a lot more pressures than that. Uh, he showed some ability to close as a pass rusher and create pressure. Uh, He graded out over 82% pass rush grade last year, which was amongst the top 15, 18 interior defensive linemen in the country. And his win rate was very, very effective for interior defensive linemen um, as well. He's got some issues with wrapping up tackles, uh, but his ability to penetrate, get in the backfield as a power rusher is very, very impressive. So, you know, you can look at a lot of guys, and there are a lot of good young players around the country, but in terms of experience and guys coming back, I don't know that anybody can line up in terms of pure power and size and ability to control the interior, at least the duo. Uh, Florida State may have as good a duo as he is in the country. Not as deep as some others, but those two can play with the best of them. Another guy, right, Virginia redshirt sophomore quarterback Brennan Armstrong is somebody I've looked at. He's the overwhelming favorite to take the place of Bryce Perkins. Um, you know, Perkins was a playmaker. He helped Virginia, you know, get to an orange bowl. He's got dual threat abilities. And Armstrong doesn't have the same speed as Perkins, but um, he can do a lot of things from a dual threat standpoint that could throw it, that can run it, could throw on the move. It'll be interesting to see how they transition him into the starting role this year. Pittsburgh's wide receiver Jordan Addison is a potential true freshman who can make an immediate impact. He's 6 feet 170, which doesn't stand out. But he probably was the top signing for this past class uh, for the Pitts Panthers. Uh, he was rated 10-bath athlete in the ca- class um, of athletes in the athlete category, um, which is a non-position denomination. And this guy can make plays. And Pitt is in dire need of playmakers. 
and I think this guy is going to compete early and play early uh, for them. Um, going back to Florida State, offensive lineman Andrew Buscelli. Uh Some notes on him. You, obviously, we've heard about his dad, Tony, was tested positive for the COVID-19 in March. Um, uh, you know, he, he, you know, had the, uh, Andrew suffered the same thing and described it uh, as being hit by a bus and had the, the fever, the high fever that everyone talks about having. And, uh, they diagnosed this case as mild, but he said it was anything but mild. So, um, they as, uh, looking to, to, finish out and get better. He feels he's doing better. And it's a cautionary tale as we try to deal with it, and you deal with it as it relates to football players. This is one example of how it can really strike you down. And uh, we wish Andrew and, um, and Tony the best as they recover and get past this, this awful disease, as well as everybody out there that's battering it. Uh, over at Clemson, the uh, junior cornerback Mario Goodrich is – uh, underwent a minor ankle procedure. He entered the ankle early last season, nagged him throughout the year, receiving treatment every game before, you know, playing through it. Uh, it was limited during the nine days of spring practice that they played. But uh, he's they're going to be their third cornerback, so they're hoping that uh, he'll continue to progress and that this will help him. Uh, South Florida redshirt senior uh, defensive back K.J. Sales, um, had just 26 catches allowed on 375 coverage snaps last year. Um, not too bad. Uh, he, he really did a good job of playing the ball and uh, forcing the ball uh, wide and doing a good job defending it. Remember, he spent his first three years at North Carolina uh, leaving right around the time when Mark Brown was hired as the new head coach. So a uh, good player that uh, end up in uh, Tampa. Central Florida sophomore quarterback Dylan Gabriel is another guy that I'm excited about watching. Uh, maybe as higher graded freshman in college football that I saw last year at the quarterback position. Not real tall, 6 feet, 186. Wasn't expected to be the starter before fall camp again, but he took the job and, you know, completed about 59% of his passes. 29 touchdowns, just seven interceptions. Decision-maker was pretty impressive for his age. Um, you know, um, his um, – the ability to produce um, a low turnover-worthy rate and a big-time throw rate were among the best in the country. Uh, amongst the guys, the Joe Burrows of the world and guys like that that had great numbers, Dylan did a good job. Not as good a competition week in and week out. But Dylan Gabriel's pretty good, and uh, I think um, he's poised to have another good year uh, coming back for Central Florida Knights. In East Carolina, sophomore wide receiver C.J. Johnson, really good player that um, had a good freshman year, 6'2", 229, three-star recruit out of Greenville, North Carolina. Um, big signing for Mike Houston. Uh, took some time getting acclimated to the college game, but once he developed – uh, with Holton Eilers, uh, really, really impressive. Big-time playmaker. Uh, had unbelievable game against Cincinnati and breaking that game down. So some names to remember for this uh, upcoming football season is we're all excited about having a football season and talking about 
players and teams and coaches and schemes, and I know we'll be doing that uh, each and every day. Reminder that tomorrow we'll be talking about Big Ten football and beyond, the latest around the world of that conference, but around the world nationally, uh, around the country nationally, as it relates to college football. Um, So we will do that more and more, but take a look at the week recap in the Big Ten. A reminder also about our great folks at 401k Generation that will bring you this podcast. Uh, They are the experts in financial planning, and we encourage you to check them out. Give them a call. Give them a text. Learn more about what they do, and tell them that we sent you. And um, they'll take good care of you. They're licensed in all 50 states. You can reach them at one 866 998-5879, license in all 50 states, so check them out. And make sure that you check out our Pro Football Podcast and uh, check out LandryFootball.com for all the latest details inside our NFL notebooks and college notebooks. Very draft-centric now with the draft just a little over a week away. That's going through. Uh, there's nothing that uh, I'm hearing that's otherwise. Uh, I'm set. They've got the in-home setup that I'm going to have to deal with with teams, and that's how I usually do it anyway. But it's going to be interesting now as I'll be talking to GMs and folks uh, one-on-one inside their basements in parts unknown. It's going to be real interesting to see how this plays out. Normally I get to see everybody or talk to everybody in one place inside their draft room. So uh, it's going to be interesting. We're going to keep you up to date on all the news and notes around – uh, the, the draft process. Uh, we're keeping you up to date on all the recruiting stuff. Got some great things planned from our recruiting boards once we get the draft uh, evaluated and put to bed there. So look forward to that uh, May and June coming up on LandryFootball.com. But take a look at our draft boards. Uh, really unique how we've got the setup and the breakdown for you that gives you a viewpoint that you can't find anywhere else and get the scouting reports on the players, unlike anywhere else. So check it out at LandryFootball.com today. Take advantage of our scouting season offer. Great to visit and talk football with you folks. Hope you enjoyed ACC football and beyond. Talk to you tomorrow for Big Ten football and beyond, part of Landry Football's conference call. Talk to you next time, everybody.